everybody. Welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on casterscorner.com. I am your host, Khalil, and this week we are really close to our 15th year anniversary. Um, I'd have to go back. I'm going to check. I'm going to check right now uh, to see if I can find it. Um, our podcast has been going on for a while. Um but it did not start as a podcast or a website like you guys have come to know it. Um, it actually started on WordPress, like the actual WordPress site. Um, it was called Caster's Corner, a place to talk about toys, both old and new. And uh, I'll go more into it later. Um, and you can still find it if you Google Caster's Corner WordPress. And I'm trying to figure out like... I don't know if I can get back to the first page because it was like pages. Like you had to, some of the pictures are still up there. I guess they were photo bucket. I uploaded them to photo bucket. Um, oh, the page just keeps going. I guess you don't have to go back to like pages. You can hear me scrolling with the, with the mouse pad. Um, and so, yeah, so I, uh, it was, it was a mess. I will admit the first site was a, like a real mess. And, uh, there was not a lot to it, but I just want to see if I can get the dates of the first post to see if it lines up. Um, that is all to say that this week's podcast was really, um, a really big part of, let's see, here's the date, February 7th, we're one day off, February 7th, 2006 was our first post. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, maybe I'll read it next week, but, uh, it, it was a moment of waiting for things to happen at Toy Fair and I wasn't there and I was frustrated. I'll be honest with you. I was very, very frustrated and, uh, cause I wanted it to come out faster. I wanted news. I wanted details. And this was a point where the internet wasn't where it is today. And, uh, I had a thought. Uh, a friend of mine, Dan Pickett, um, Daniel Pickett from uh, Action Figure Insider, left the site he was on. I think it was Action Figure Times at the at that time, um, and he started his own site um, in 2005, and it was really a big um, moving moment for me or an inspirational moment for me. That uh, inspired me to say, you know, if Dan can do it, so can I. And Dan had industry connections and a lot more experience than I did. But there, were, and it wasn't it, it wasn't to say taking it taking anything away from him. Not saying that he was, um, how do I say it? Like it's not saying like, oh, if he can do it, anybody can do it. It was it was more like if he can, if he had the courage. Um, or the push or, or the inspiration to do it, um, then maybe I could too. And it was, it came from a place of that. It came from a place of inspiring me to say, maybe I should put my voice out there. And so after years, a couple years ago, I saw him at a San Diego Comic-Con party and walked up to him after a couple of drinks <laughs> and uh, told him that the reason that there is a casterscorner.com is because uh, of his move to start his own site. Um, and it was very inspiring to me, and uh, it, it got me motivated to start my own site. So that is all to say on our first, uh, on our podcast tonight, is Dan. Uh, Dan took time out uh, over the holidays and uh we finally had a moment where we both had free time and honestly it was it was really nice to catch up with him because we're not going to have toy fair this year we didn't have san diego and we usually get to talk and have a drink somewhere or hang out and breakfast or somewhere and hey how you doing or sit next to each other at a at a panel or something and uh we're not going to have that this year or we didn't have this the last year and so misconnecting with those friends 
that I've made over the years to the site. And, and you'll hear me fanboy out, of course, just like I did last week. I'll fanboy out a little bit um, over getting to talk to him and, and getting to know him and, and being able to call him a friend of mine. Um, so, so yeah, so that's what this week's podcast is. It It's one I've been hinting at for a while that I was really excited about to be able to do. Um, it was, you know, it was one of those checklists that, you know, I knew I wanted to be able to do at some point and, um, it meant a lot, um, not only to be able to say he's a friend of mine, but also to have him on the podcast and, and have the conversation with him. So, um, Dan hats off. Thank you so much, um, for taking the time to do that. Um, you can find Dan at actionfigureinsider.com. Um, on social media, um, he is all over as action figure insider. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I just want to make sure I got everything right. Um, yeah, actionfigureinsider.com, um, or as we've come to call it, AFI. And, uh, you know, he, he runs the message boards and, and does all that and posts things and reveals and, um, just an all around great guy. Um, so you can follow us also. We're at Caster's Corner on all social media, including YouTube, where we do our, we, our daily, um, toy of the day. I think we're up to 57 or 58 at the moment. Um, yeah, and we're really, you know, really just pumping those out, really going, you know, as, as much as we possibly can. Um, the office has to get cleaned so that we can start working on some new stuff, but uh, move out the stuff that we already talked about. Uh, but yeah, uh, so make sure to follow us. Make sure to, to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, like, share, review, rate, share it out tweet it out, do whatever you can. Um, the more we do, the more we can do. We appreciate all your support and we love being able to put out this content for you. Um, excuse my voice. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. So, you know, make sure to follow Dan actionfigureinsider.com actionfigureinsider on all the social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter and, uh, Instagram and all those other places that you find, um, AF Insider on Twitter and Action Figure Insider on Facebook. Uh, make sure to find him everywhere, follow him, support him, um, and his Aquaman addiction. We get into that a little bit. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, so that's it. Sorry, I'm rambling because it, it was a lot of fun to be able to do this. So thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure to follow us. Make sure to follow Dan. And uh, without further ado, it is myself. It is Dan from AFI. Enjoy. When we would be seeing each other for Toy Fair. Exactly. Um I, I have to say, I, I, I've told you the story before, um, and uh, it, it's our 15th anniversary, and it's it's a little surreal to be talking to you, um, even though like we've been friends, you know, con friends, friends for a while now. For probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a little bit of fanboy for a minute. Um, I'll throw <laughs> that out there. <clears throat> no, because I was... Um, I was an avid reader um, when you were part of Action Figure Times. Right, yeah. Um, and I would go, I mean, for me, that was, I mean, it's for everybody. It was the early days of the internet. Um, and I would go there daily, just waiting okay. for you to post something. <laughs> like, is this how this works? You know, newspapers. A lot of pressure, daily. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I would reread the stuff that you would do and look through the pictures and you had some really cool setup. I mean, this is before Instagram. This was before people did photography for the stuff. Um, it was so much more work back then <laughs> when I think about it, just all that like hand coding and stuff like, Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was so different. Um, yeah. and so <clears throat> there was a moment when you opened uh, action figure insider. I remember, I can remember coming home and telling my now ex-wife, like, 
he did it. Like he opened his own site. Like, oh my he God. He made the break. He did. Like, it was like, it was like this moment of like, it isn't taking away from any, uh, when I say this, I'm careful about how I say this. Um, uh, it, it was one of those moments where I looked at it and went, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And it took me, I would say about a year probably or. Well, yeah. Cause we, yeah. we, I mean, we just celebrated our 15th anniversary in April. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So it took me about a year to kind of really come to, you know, feeling like I started to get into the community a little bit more. Uh-huh. So like I was following San Diego Comic-Con reveals. I was following New York Comic-Con reveals. And then Toy Fair came up. And I remember you were posting pictures, I think, of Clayface from DC Superheroes. And I remember sitting at my computer going, the hell with it. I'm going to do it. And I wrote my first post. And I mentioned you and Jason in the post and it was one of those moments of like i you know i'm sick of being on the sidelines and the difference is you were actually an insider in some ways i mean you 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 were doing it a little bit you were doing it longer than i was um and you've worked at you know you had contacts you you knew who the people were i was really green because 2000 uh 2007 was my first toy fair and i showed up at like 6 a.m and there was nobody there. <laughs> and then I just walked up to Boots and be like, "So, can I look at your toys?" And they were like, "No, go away." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess I kind of, you know, want to know a little bit about how you kind of, how your journey kind of went a little bit. Okay, sure. Um, and then just shoot the shit about toys. <laughs> so sounds good to me. Um, how did how did the action figure time thing work for you? And and how did you? How did you balance the friendships that you had with the reveals that you were doing, I guess? With Action Figure Times, I moved to Los Angeles in November of 96. And, uh, you know, just me and my, who is now my ex-wife, you know, just didn't know. I think we knew one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, here and uh, lived in Pasadena at the time and just kind of, you know, I was a, I was still a toy collector. So I was just kind of making the rounds and I was posting a lot on uh, Raving Toy Maniac mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and some, you know, I discovered uh, Action Figure Times and some of those other sites that were around then. And uh, I think I was kind of doing some store reports on like the Action Figure Times the board and stuff and then they just kind of mentioned hey you know we're we're local like mm-hmm. we're in van nuys and i was like well i had no idea and so it was uh andrew goggin who's randy of ask randy uh mm-hmm. helped helped run this shop there was a, there was a guy that uh, what was that guy's name crazy old man that ran this little collectible shop in Van Nuys. They were, they were next door to the Van Nuys Toys R Us. And that Mm -hmm. Toys R Us was unique in that to the day it closed, when all the Toys R Us closes, it still had the original sign out front with the The big Jeffrey neck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it still had the original layout with like (sighs) aisle seven C and like the bikes in the middle of the store. I mean, it was so, it was like a, a time capsule. And just one day I kind of looked up who they were. They were like a game store that sold toys. Mm -hmm. And I just went there and I met Andrew and just started talking, kind of hit it off. And, uh, you know, he emailed me a couple of days later. I was like, Hey, would you like to write something? I was like, yeah, I guess so. Sure. And so I started kind of contributing to those guys that way. And I met, uh, uh, toy God, Eric Frank. And, and, uh, I don't know if I met Neil was the other guy, the hot wheels guy, but I don't think I met him at the time. And, you know, they were all just sort of local guys mm-hmm. and, you know, eventually they, they gave me my own page, which was always kind of weird. If you remember the old URL for it, it was like yeah. a, like a starting lineup. Yeah. Like it had starting. lineup. And it was just like, they just had this <laughs> extra page that they already created. Like, ah, let the kid go right there. <laughs> And, you know, I, I was with them three or four years. I can't exactly remember uh, how long. And then the, the guy was like selling the shop and they were kind of changing hands. And there was some other kind of weird stuff going on with one of the other guys that I just, you know, uh, I was at the time, my first job when I moved out to California, I was working for uh, Walt Disney Feature Animation. Mm-hmm. 
So that helped me get a lot of ins with toy people because they knew I worked for uh, a company that I had to protect the IP of. Right. They knew I'm not just going to go tell everyone everything. So that really did help open a lot of doors. Um, so yeah, I went to a couple of toy fairs with the the, the Action Figure Times guys and a, and a couple of Comic Cons. And then there started to be more conventions in LA, like Wizards started having some shows mm-hmm. and stuff. And I don't know, I was just I was just kind of toying with the fact of starting my own thing just because uh, there was there was some stuff sort of happening that I felt like I didn't want to hitch my wagon to. It, mm-hmm. it felt a little like uh, I mean, I don't know if I, maybe I can say because the guy doesn't write anything anymore. But there was a guy that just kind of kept getting toys for review that he mm-hmm. was reselling. Yeah, like that was his main thing. And yeah. I was just like, this is not how I want to operate. Right. And so I was, uh, all I did at first was, uh, I think I registered like a, uh, like a pro boards, like just message boards with, with the name action figure insider. Mm-hmm. Something I'd, and just left it out there and I had completely forgot about it. Uh, and someone, I guess, found it and sent that to the new editor guy that was over Randy. And mm-hmm. he, that was the day he like just locked me out. And I was yeah. just out and I was like, and I didn't even know why at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, there was, there was, that was, that was hard because I was friends with those guys. Right. Uh, you know, we've since, you know, it's so much life has happened to all of us. We're all friends again, you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff like that. But at the time it was really hard and painful and I didn't feel like I was able to explain myself, but it, it made Jason Geyer, who was one of the founders of RTM, mad enough that he was like, let's start that other site. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> He's like, I'll design it. And he was working, uh, I guess by that time, that was like 2003, because my daughter had been born. So I had just started working at, I had left Disney for Electronic Arts, the video mm-hmm. game company. And so Jason and I were pretty close working together. He was like in, I was in, uh, 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 where did, uh, Playa Vista and he was like Playa del Rey so mm-hmm. we started going to lunch like once a week and I remember kind of you know I'd bring like a tabloid in going I want it to kind of look like this you know yeah uh, and so he started doing the design of it and he's really the one that got us up and running and just like Let, you know we're gonna stick it to him <laughs> like I just want to be able to write and, and talk about toys again so that's great uh, and I don't have those skills, so thank you. Uh, a, a lot of my success has been uh, at at the at the help of some really really good friends. You know, yeah. guys like uh, Danny Newman, Cantina Dan has done mm-hmm. a lot of design work and logo design for us. Uh, Jason, you know, just created the bones of it. A couple of years, I think it was it was either like 2004, 2005. Uh, me and the Foosh and one other website were featured on uh, the website of Wired, the magazine, like oh, the yeah, best yeah. toy blogs and stuff. And it was like, like it was a huge boost for us. But within a week of that happening, all three of those websites got hacked. Yeah, and I remember the that. Foosh. I mean, if you remember the Foosh, they lost their URL. Like the yeah. FBI got involved. Like it was terrible. Ours wasn't as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a guy named Peter Go, uh, who's, who's out of the Philippines, who actually had his own action figure site called AF Hub, but he was a web designer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look, do you want me to help you get back up online and get going again? Yeah. And I was like, man, if you can, that'd be great. And, you know, Peter, he's been just my back, my back end guy ever since. And he's just amazing. You know, he does so much other work like i even had him when i was working for gentle giant like i was still giving him work like can you build the the gentle giant toys page for us and yeah. stuff like he's great and and since he works in the philippines he lives in the philippines he's like a little magic elf where i just will type an email and say can you do this and i go to bed and i wake up in the morning and it's magically yeah. it's happened yeah so i mean any of my success really is uh, you know I, it's like they say i get by with some help from my friends so uh but I remember, you know, kind of my first scoop at AF Times, uh, I went to Comic-Con 
and I can't remember what year it was, but it was uh, Jesse Falcon was there and he had, he was, they, they had put him at a folding table in the Marvel booth and he had the first, like he had the, the prototype for the Marvel legends Hulk. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, that Wolverine figure that Phil Ramirez had sculpted that would later be made into a Marvel legend. But at the time it was like a Canadian two pack where he was really pre-posed, but he was like saying, come here yeah, yeah. and like holes in him and stuff. So he was on the table. And then a couple of the, uh, the Spider-Man classics, like the, the man spider mm-hmm. and, uh, and like, I think the black Spider-Man. And so I just started talking to Jesse uh, about you know what this was and these are really cool and they're amazing and I love the bases and we kind of stayed in touch but he gave me kind of my first scoop that really put me on the map where he sent me the wax turnarounds of the first wave Iron Man from Marvel Legends mm. and like that I felt like was the thing that kind of Pushed really it. got yeah. got my name out there and stuff yeah so that that was those are my secret origins no i think <laughs> i think it's it, it's interesting because like the i i can remember i can remember foosh going down i remember starting with legends wave one like kind of getting into it but not really because i was so deep into the toy biz five inch that like I was like I'm not starting over again. And <laughs> now it's 2020, and I'm like Dwight, what else is coming? <laughs> like come on. Um, and 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 I remember those days, and I remember you doing that, or, or remember seeing that, and remember thinking, is he a DC guy? Because there was also like this kind of thing where it was like you were you did a lot more DC stuff, um, yeah. or at least from my perception between superpowers and the animated line. Um, and so it was like seeing that stuff kind of really, you know, switch things in me, like realizing what a message board was and like how to interact with it. It was, it was like, we were all learning at that point oh, sure. on like how to share everything. And it was just like this weird thing where I was telling Zach from uh, diamond, like my first toy fair, or my second toy fair, it was my, it must've been my first one. I walked in and it was like, you walked in the room and I was like, oh my God, I know him. And then Zach, Zach with the mutton chops walked in the room and I was like, he works for Toy Fair Magazine. I was just like, it was like one of those moments of like, how did they let me in this room? Like I didn't, I didn't really feel like I belonged there for, for yeah. a long time. And then you, um, <clears throat> Jason and Abby walked up to me at Toy Fair one year. We were in the press room. Um, where they gave us like the giant press room downstairs in the oh, theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was just sitting there typing and the three of you walked up and were like, or you, you and Jason looked over and, and knew who I was and, and said something like, you know, you're getting, cause you had already opened AFI by that point. And it was just, it was one of those moments of um, saying like, I don't know how you get stuff up that fast. And I, <laughs> and I was like, cause at, and at, in my head, I'm like, I, I didn't I didn't know either because <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like I don't think I'm really that fast <laughs> yeah because yeah. like you were getting the bigger profile stuff at that point right um yeah. so like you were getting reveals you were getting first looks you were getting samples and we were still just covering whatever was already coming out from other places or we were finding at retail um but yeah it was kind of I I, I appreciate like learning how people kind of got there but I, I always wonder like what keeps you going. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Cause I yeah. struggle with that. I mean, that's one of my biggest oh, struggles. Absolutely. Sure. Of yes. like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And that, especially now, uh, you know, with Instagram and everyone having a camera on their phone, you know, traveling to these conventions and things, are i mean it's less impactful right. it really is i mean everyone is doing essentially what we were the only you know it, it was an exclusive club for a while but now anyone can do this the yeah. tools are are so readily available but i don't know for me it's just i love i just love this stuff and you know i i feel like afi has been on a little bit of autopilot for a couple of years because you know when i got the job at general giant in 2017 they were very nice about letting the website still keep going, mm-hmm. but they did not want it to, you know, impact my work 
Right. And, you know, they certainly didn't want me, you know, leaking any of their information stuff. So uh, I just kind of at that point became more of a I just posted like a lot of press releases and stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. chase after the scoops. I wasn't doing, you know, the podcast anymore. And that's kind of how it's been going for the past three years. And I'm just I'm itching to start telling the stories again and getting kind of back into how the sausage is made. So yeah. I've got, I don't know, over the past 15 years, I've got, I don't know, 40 unfinished articles sitting in the back end of the website, you know, of stuff people have never seen before. And, and some of that, you know, just stuff I know and stories. And it's just like, I, I, you know, I'd love for 2021 to be the year that I finally get back into that sort of thing. But, uh, it's just, you know, I've got two daughters, <laughs> you know, yeah. a, a regular full-time job. And it's just, uh, it's it's tough finding the time. And I'm older now. Like, I can't stay up all night like I used to, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it used to be so easy. I was just this night owl. And I just be like, ah, type and I have three hours of sleep. Great. Go into work. Everything's great. But uh, that's uh, that's not the case anymore. Priorities change. They really do. Yeah. They kind of, um, and I think there's a, there's a difference, too. I think... I think you have, at least from my point of view, that there's a hook that you have that I don't think really anybody else does, which is like you, you just said, like how the sausage is, is made. Um, you did, um, was it five parts on Thundercats when Bandai oh, folded? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, <clears throat> I think you, you beat me by five minutes um, because I had a friend that was talking to, I forget her name. Um, Jen. Was it Jen that get and and yeah. she, she was like, oh, I've got all this stuff. I'm looking for a site to put it out. And a friend of mine reached out and she said yes. And then I and and I think in the time that he texted me to say something, she was like, oh, I just talked to Dan. Dan's gonna run it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like the biggest Thundercat fan in the world. And I was so then I was just like chomping at the bit, like put it up, Dan. Put it up, Dan. Put it up, yeah, Dan. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, but I think that 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 sets it apart because it. There's there's value. I, I agree. The idea of us doing what we do, especially last year's Toy Fair, really kind of was this. For me, it was one of these moments where we were in the Hasbro booth, and I I always enjoy Hasbro because I always felt like they treated us a little more professionally, mm-hmm. um, because they put a presentation on. They're usually dressed up. You know, we get the whole spiel. And then we get to see all the stuff in person and we get time with everybody. Um, but they wouldn't let us take pictures in the, in the, in the presentation this year, but they live streamed it. Right. So one of the guys I met, um, uh, MCU collector, I met him for the first time at the fair and he couldn't get into Hasbro. He wasn't on their list yet. Yeah. And, um, and I'm posting things and, I realize I look at my phone and I'm like, wait, he's posting all the pictures from the live stream. <laughs> yeah. But we can't. <laughs> right. And it was one of those moments of like, oh, you know, what are we, why are we spending all this money? Because it's, you know, we don't, we don't have that access anymore in some ways, like for the, for the reveals, like they're putting right. them out themselves. Yes. Um, Especially this year. Like that's, that's all they've got. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no conventions, but no. yeah, I, I, that, that was so squirrely to me. So what I did my way around it was, uh, it just seemed so absurd that they were live streaming. It wouldn't let us do anything. So yeah. I just went, as soon as they started, I started the live stream on my phone and did the record screen app. Yeah. And I just took screenshots. Yeah. During the presentation and started posting those. <laughs> it's just like, that's what everyone else out there is going to do. I don't know. Right. It's like, it's so crazy to me. So I don't know. By the time I realized it and I put two and two together, the presentation was almost over and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But, yeah. but I think, I think the interesting thing getting back to, it, I think the interesting thing is you do get to how these things are made um, or where some of the ideas come from or get to see some of the prototypes. Um, I still, when I get nostalgic, I still go to Jason's site and read, about the you know unruly superpower stuff and the debunking the myths and this was real or that was real so i think it's i think there's a lot of value in that i think that there's still an interest in that um so i'm interested to see what you have in the pipeline or or what you'd like to tackle to be honest so but yeah also kind of because you know working at disney and stuff uh, being 
working behind the scenes at a creative company, I knew that, you know, there's so much that makes collectors unhappy. And, and I said, you know, I'm sure you remember like the early days, like DC direct, you know, they would put out like these three and four figure waves Mm -hmm. and every single wave people acted like it was the last wave ever. And they didn't get to their favorite character and they were so angry. And it was just like that to me was like, people just wait, there's another solicitation coming in a month. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, you know, these decisions get made for better or for worse, but almost always there's a reason for it. We may not like that reason or agree with that reason, but the stuff, you know, that, that, that bugs us or the stuff we love, there's always some story behind it. And that's always something that interested me. And that's, that's really what I want to get back to uh, with, with AFI is like exploring those sorts of things. Yeah, no, I I would love to see like there, there's still stuff now that I look at and go why why did they do that and I know we won't know now, but five years from now when maybe some companies don't have licenses anymore or something switched then, you know samples you know the the product samples or the the you know the two ups or or whatever they're, however they're, the digital sculpts now I guess, mm-hmm. um, get put out so I, I'd be interested to kind of continue that trend so you've got one person that's really still dying to hear that stuff because i think i I think that's one of the realizations i came to in the last year or so because it's been about two years now where i've been trying to really figure out like what my place is um and what to do because you know i I didn't want to be a message board i didn't want to be you know people are moving away from reading really long articles like you're not going to get it so you need something flashy you need something to put out there so there's been a lot of like going back and looking at like what really um where do I fit and how do I, how do I continue to do this? And, and, yeah. and so it, and, and I realized what the passion is. The passion is since I was three years old, I've been collecting action figures, literally. Like I can remember buying my first He-Man. Um, yeah. And I remember what the display looked like. I remember where I was. I remember getting Castle Grayskull very shortly thereafter. Like I remember all these things and it's, it's just such an ingrained part of me that somehow, some way I have to keep going. Like there is no yeah. shutting it off. Um, and it's interesting to find other people that kind of in some way, shape or form feel that way for other aspects of the business. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've talked to several, several other guys like that, that it, it, it is the same sort of thing because it's just like we're needed less and less for, especially like convention coverage and, right. and, and, you know, even the reveals and stuff that they aren't happening. And the other kind of weird because like you mentioned, like the long form articles, that's something I still, I'm so hardwired for that. Like, I don't want to post something until I have all the information about it. And I'm like, that's such a hard habit to break. Like, yeah. just like, just it post is. something like any, but the, 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 the real shift that we have seen being in it this long is, you know, when I started AFI, like that, there was my audience. They would come to actionfigureinsider.com and read my stuff. But now I've got this completely separate audience on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've got this completely separate audience on Instagram. I've got different people on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like trying to serve all of those masters. It's it's a little maddening, you know? It is. And, and those are now, I've started to notice the the conventions and things those are our, also our new metrics. Yep. So if we hadn't like I didn't put my I put my, most of my time into the site, so I wasn't paying attention to Facebook. I wasn't paying as much attention to Instagram. And then somebody sent me I forgot what it was. It was for because I get all the New York invites, so it was for some toy thing that. But it was for like little kids, so it wasn't really my demo. And I got invited, and um, I had gone before. And then they were like, so fill in your Facebook users, your how many followers you have on all the social media platforms, and you have to hit this metric. And I was like, wait, but my website hits this much. And they go, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Like if you yeah. don't have the the social media following, you're not getting in. And it was kind of one yeah, of those yeah. moments of like, no, 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 no. But the website does really, really well. Like there's like tens of thousands of people coming a month. Like really like like yeah. Yeah, no 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 if you don't have 5000 instagram followers minimum you're not getting in the door and i was like 
okay, so here, here's a new, <laughs> here's a new benchmark I've got to hit. So I've had yeah. to change with it too. Like Instagram Absolutely. has had to be the main focus. I still haven't cracked Twitter. I just, I can't figure Twitter out. It's Tw- yeah. Twitter for me. And you know, the, I guess the silver lining for Twitter is that you can just kind of set up like your Instagram, to port stuff over there. When you, but it's pretty much I what I do. I don't, I don't pursue Twitter at all. I don't peruse Twitter very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know that, oh, well, if I post something here, it'll go post it over there. So I realize they changed, they changed that too recently where it doesn't look the same anymore. It just says, no, they've posted a picture and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, Yeah, no, my whole feed is just like, he posted a picture. He posted a picture. I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I don't want you doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, so what do you, so what has this year been like for you? Just not being able to go to cons and stuff. I mean, and not see people too. I think that's been a big piece of it for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's super weird, you know, like the last time we all saw each other was, was Toy Toy Fair. Fair, Like that was the last big con of the year for a lot of us. Uh, You know, in some regards, I'm, I'm in, I'm in like a private uh, Facebook collector group uh, of, you know, people all over the world. And it's, you know, I've been in it for a couple of years and this is the kind of like the first year we went we shall jump on zoom and like have a conversation and stuff. And we've done that a couple of times and it's been amazing, you know? So mm-hmm. being able to connect with, you know, cause we all have these online relationships with people that we've never met, but we consider friends, yeah. you know, it's been great having that community, but yeah, not, not going to conventions and still, and 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 for a lot of it, not going to stores. Yeah. Uh, still trying to generate daily content has been it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I mean, we've certainly, you know, it's no surprise we've all really had our ups and downs through all of this. I I've been very fortunate in that you know the the place where I work. Uh, has kept me employed this this whole time, despite not having people in buildings and things. But uh, yeah, and I and I know not everyone is that fortunate. But yeah, I, it, it the the other thing that it has sort of forced me <laughs> to confront is just how much stuff I have, uh, which is not pretty. No, uh, no, I have more things than a human should have and trying to purge that in any meaningful way, especially when stuff is shut down is hard. Cause you know, you can, you can sell stuff on eBay and you can donate stuff, but there's huge chunks of stuff that I need to get rid of. I have uh, an absurd amount of stuff that is costing me money to store it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, as I get older, it's like, you know, there's other stuff I'd like to be doing that that money could go towards. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's just kind of part of the ups and downs of, of this year. (laughs) It is this year we're reorganizing the house, my house, um, for, for some family reasons and, and personal reasons, but, um, we're turning like half the house into like a different structure basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, what used to be a bedroom is now going to be a living room. What used to be a laundry room is now going to be an office, which is what I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And so it really, um, it forced me to kind of move stuff around and I'm currently setting up, like I'm doing the move right now. Like I'm figuring everything out and I have made, I have bought over 50 little shoebox bins, you know, the little like six quart or whatever they're called. Um, and they're all gone. They're all filled Oh yeah, with toys from this year. Like that's the scary yeah. part. Like, and, and then they're just gone. They've gone down into the basement right now and they're just stacked. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. Um, and, and, and one of the hard parts for me is this year we got a lot of samples surprisingly. Like there was, yeah. there was a period of time, like from like March or from April to about October where nobody sent anything. Like we weren't getting anything. And then we got a bunch of stuff like before and after. And um, I've been doing giveaways. I've been finding families that have kids, little kids. And so once I show the stuff off, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're trapped in the house with the kids. 
here's a box of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> They'll yeah. leave you alone for an hour. <laughs> Here you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, I think that, that that's another piece that I've kind of uh, uh, with you um, that I'm kind of looking at, like, what am I going to, what, what do I need everything for? Um, yeah. Masters has been the line that has made me question why I collect. Cause I realized this summer um, or this fall <clears throat> that I bought the uh, super impulse ones. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the mega contracts and then I bought the origins <laughs> and then I've got the classics yep. and then I've got the original, I've got some originals and I think, uh, Oh, and then I started buying the minis <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't even like He-Man that much, <laughs> right? but yeah, there's yeah. a drive like that. Once you start down that road of like, no, I got to have it all. Like I just, right. and, um, did you did you go after anything while you were kind of locked down this year? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been trying to uh, certainly f- Star Wars. Uh, I've been you know because I, I loved Mandalorian and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they finally started putting out Mandalorian stuff, I've, so I really amazing. chased it. Uh, you know, Marvel Legends for me has been the toughest the past couple of years, mm-hmm. just because there's so much stuff, and unless you pre-order every wave from somewhere mm. like the local stores don't get everything yeah no they the, don't because the last two waves are still on shelves and stuff so the, over the past three years i think of marvel legends i've missed whole waves of stuff that i've just never seen mm-hmm. uh and i've just kind of had to be okay with that because again it's just like how where are you going to put it all <laughs> like you know you want there they're still you know there's still the itch of oh well I got to get them all because of the build a figure and stuff but uh, that's that's been really tough but I've also been trying to uh, kind of dip back into some vintage toys um, mm-hmm. that I you know have put off trying to get like I've been trying to for some reason like when I collected Star Wars as a kid I stopped like right in 1984 just stopped Star Wars Cold Turkey and went to Transformers Gen One. Mm-hmm. So I never got any of the the power of the force, the last 17. Okay. And so I've been trying to kind of slowly build. I think I'm down to one figure now that I still need. Well, I guess I need two. I need uh stormtrooper Luke and Endor Luke. I have an incomplete Endor Luke. So okay. I don't have his poncho or his belt. So, uh, and then I've been buying some vintage custom things too. Cause I just, feel mm-hmm. like Hasbro's leaving money on the table, not continuing that line. Like yeah. we're all here knocking on the door, waiting for it. Like all those waves are selling out. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't just put out a new figure in a board game that no one wants. Like let's turn the machines on and get this going again. They're doing a little bit of that with like the Mandalorian stuff, but there's, there's still a lot of movies that, that I would buy figures of that, uh, that they're not making yet. Well, that's my one, I would say if, if there was anything that I'd criticize, especially the way Star Wars is kind of like, I mean, it was always big, but I feel like the merchandise or the opportunity for merchandise really blossoms this year. And looking at like how Marvel does, like there's a you know, legends is an umbrella. So yep. you've got the Spider-Man legends, you've got X-Men legends, even though they're not called that, like it's, you know, you've got yep. all these different sects and the way they've, they've kind of start parsing it out and going, well, you know, well, you can have Return of the Jedi Black Series. You could, you could have this, and and so that you know you're not stuck with. You get one wave, and you get one character from each movie, and and I know that there's a reason, and I know that there's you know something marketing behind it, but it just that's my one thing going. God, you know, Mandalorian season two, and we're we're just now getting characters from season one. Yes, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Come on, you knew this time. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. as much of a secret. Like you, you had some insight. Um, yeah, I went back and got um, a bunch of uh, vintage Toy Biz DC figures mm. um, because I finished. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished with superpowers. Um, but that to finish it, it would. I, I don't. I don't have the money to finish it. I need a cyborg. <laughs> Is what right. I need. Yes. I have a yep. broken yep. one, but I don't have yep. a, a. I have a complete broken one, but I don't have like a, a working one. So someday, um, but I chased down the vintage Toy Biz uh, DC figures, and then I chased down. My memory started to go. 
<laughs> I misremembered what I had for Bionic 6. Oh, okay. I was looking at him going, uh, you know, I know I got them all. I got everything. I got everything. And then I realized, no, 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 no. You had everything as a kid. And I tracked down all the vehicles in the late 90s for like next to nothing. I think I paid like 40 bucks a piece for them. Yeah. Um, but the figures I didn't have. Um, so I tracked down every missing figure I had and I got some carded and some not. Um, but I have a loose collection of everybody, which is nice. Um, but that was my like moment of like, I can't go to stores. I need to buy stuff for me. I, I think the other awful thing that's happening to me right now in my, in my old age is I'm starting to feel nostalgic for things that I didn't like in the nineties. So like I started buying those terrible world of Batman repaints that Walmart did where he's like purple with a gold head. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. like uh, all the dopey toy biz, Marvel vehicles and stuff. Like for some reason, all that stuff that I passed on, like why would Wolverine drive a motorcycle with claws? Like now I'm like, Oh, yeah. I, I love all that stuff now. The Captain America to... coupe or whatever it was. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. I was, I was still, I was like early teens when that stuff came out, and I loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it for some reason. Um, but I haven't, I haven't gone back and gotten those. I will admit that. Like, I haven't. I went straight for the eighties for me. Yeah, like, I, I, I definitely tracked those down. Um, but, but the other like modern stuff, like, like one of the things I love that came out of Toy Fair. Uh, it's like the super impulse, like wacky packages. Uh, yeah, I love their world's smallest line. And now they're doing like mini figures there. Uh, Zuru's doing those mini toy brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like all that stuff. For some reason that toys that my toys can play with. Yeah. No, it's uh, really fun. Right now that's, that's kind of my, my jam. Like for Christmas in my stocking, I got uh, like a Star Wars black scale twister board mm-hmm. and a uh ski ball set <laughs> like i don't know what i'm gonna do with it yet but but it's fun it cracks me up yeah um the super impulse by the way i found out that if you get the super impulse turtles and then by the hot wheels um party van yep they're in scale oh nice and if you pop the 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 van comes apart like well yep. you have to drill it but if you pop it apart you can put them in the van which is oh, wow. amazing. Okay. Like it's so much. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. Um, and then the, the Mattel minis, uh, masters minis came with the castle and the, oh, and yeah, those yeah. fit with, with yep. the super, Yeah, no, I've been having fun with those. Those has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen sure. a couple of guys. I think it was Joe Amaro did like repaints those, the castles, uh, you know, did just like a wash on them. Yeah. And they look so amazing. They like, do behind those little figures. I bought extras just to do that. That's yeah. the other problem is I need to buy extras if I'm going to modify them because the originals have to be originals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what kind of, I guess what, what was your, what was your early toys? Like what was, what was the thing that kind of got you hooked? What was your entry? Uh, so early entry was, uh, you know, I, I certainly had like Fisher Price Little People, you know, I had like the Sesame Street set and mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Uh, I had Weebles. Uh, I had those little guys that lived in the tree. But then, like action figures, it was because '66 Batman was still on in uh, reruns when I was a kid, and I was obsessed with that show. It me was too. like Shakespeare, yeah. Shakespeare to me. Uh, so Mego DC stuff. Uh, all that. And then Shogun Warriors and Micronauts were really my first uh, collections. Like I had so much Mego Batman stuff at one point as like a, I don't know, seven-year-old that I put them all on this one shelf in our playroom and called it the Batman Museum and charged neighbor kids like a quarter to come in and look at it. (laughs) <laughs> like remember they had like those goofy uh i think they were made by another company not even Mego, but they were like these vw vans and like the yeah, joker yeah, yeah. had one and yep. batman had one like i love those things they made no sense at all but uh, you know the fact that it was like oh it's a squirting flower and like a boxing glove comes out of it so i loved all that stuff and i you know i just the migos with that 
rubber band. Like I, I went through so many of those things as a kid, you know, God bless my parents kept <laughs> buying me new ones when they break and stuff. But, you know, you could have the Mego guys fight your Shogun warriors. Like right. they were the, that Godzilla would hold Robin yeah. in his one little shooting claw. So yeah, those, I came, those were my, I came those at my the tail, guys. tail end of that. Like I, I remember yeah. having a Batman and Robin. I remember having a Spider-Man. Um, but then the action figure boom kind of was, you know, my formative years of collecting where like, you know, He-Man came out and then it was just like, I've told the story before to other people, but it's like my mom looked at the back of the package and was like, oh, we need to get everything. We'll get the whole thing. <laughs> and then we got them all. And then she's like, okay, we're done. But that little nugget of like, you look at the back of the box and you have to get everything was yeah. just like, it was this moment of just like, it was a defining moment. It just was. And then it it was just downhill from there, for sure. Yeah, that that that's how I was with Star Wars. Like when I saw, because I saw Star Wars in the theater mm-hmm. as a kid, and I sent away for the early bird kits like that, and just, you know, my family, uh, you know, I had my grandparents looking for figures, because again, you would use that card mm-hmm. as the checklist. Yeah. Uh, and there was a place in, uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, and there was a place called Otasco, which stood for Oklahoma Tire and Supply. But for some reason, they had a toy section, and they always got the figures first. So I was like the first kid on my block with like a Jawa. Uh, like I remember getting Gamorian guards there. Like for some reason, the one by where yeah. my grandparents lived, they would get them first. So. There was a there was a tire shop in Connecticut um, because I grew up in in Connecticut, and I remember going to a tire shop. It was like half tire, half. Um, like uh not garden shop but like that kind of like before home depot so you yep, you could get like totally. garden stuff and whatever and they had a toy section i remember getting voltron and i remember getting too bad from the masters line and i remember getting some some star wars figures there but you're right they they did i don't know why they had it either it was this weirdest thing <laughs> like tires no toys sure yeah. i miss that i mi- i do miss that i miss that um yeah. that there was so many places, like in even in the late '90s, there were so many options to go find yeah. stuff that it yep. it was it was fun. It was a lot mm-hmm. more fun now. I mean, yeah, no, now it's not as much fun to go look for stuff. It just isn't. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the hard part. Um, because I use I use BrickSeek and PopFinder, and I use them mainly just because stuff doesn't go out like if you don't ask for it you won't get it so like we're we're forced i I almost feel like they hate that we ask at least the impression i get a lot of times is like they're just frustrated with it but on the other hand it was it's almost like if you put it out (laughs) we wouldn't ask for it because we all know how to check so we know you have it (laughs) yeah yeah so we're not asking you like out of the blue just because we're curious. Like we legit know you have it. We just would like you to put it out. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of part of my struggle living in, you know, uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And I've been here, for, you know, for, for almost 25 years. Uh, is, there's a place in city of industry called Frank and sons. Yeah. I've heard about which it, which is this, you know, big warehouse of toy booths and they're only open Wednesday, I think they're open. They're op- they used to only be open Wednesday and Saturday. Now I think they're open Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So all these guys that have these booths, the days that it's closed, just go around to the stores snatching all this stuff up. Yeah. So collecting in Los Angeles has always been exponentially harder than it should be. And you know, if I travel out of state or I go home to see my folks or something, it's just like, all this stuff, it's right here. It's like, yeah. So that's always been a, a frustration of if you're not there when it's put out, you ain't getting it, you know? Yeah. No, my friends, my friends all say to me, they're like, what magical realm do you live in that you find all this stuff? And it's yeah. like, well, I guys, you realize, Hey, I don't have kids. <laughs> So there's no there. And B, on my drive in, I can hit four targets and three Walmarts if I leave forty minutes if I leave an hour early, I can yeah. hit four and seven stores on my way in. Well like easily. And with Popfinder and Brickseek, 
the odds are in my favor because I also know which ones to skip or which way to go. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's more of advantage there. Um, and, and the other issue is there's only, I think, one Walmart in the L.A. County or the L.A. city limits. Everything else, you know, the L.A. Mm-hmm. has not allowed Walmart in. So you have to be traveling somewhere else. Oh, yeah. To find a Walmart and stuff. So uh, that that's tough too especially with how many exclusives and stuff they get well that happened to me this summer we went camping we went out into like the sticks and there were two walmarts within half an hour so half an hour both ways i can go to a walmart but the closest target was at least an hour drive on the highway to get there and it was the week that the cobra troopers came out and I didn't think it was going to be hard. I didn't think it was going to be. And thankfully I have really good friends who just were like texting me. Like when I had signal, they would be like, we got you a trooper. And then this guy would be like, we got your trooper. And I'm like, I'm not telling any of you <laughs> that anybody else got me one because <laughs> let's just leave it at that. I'll be happy when I come home. And I was, I was happy. I had three when I came home, Very which is nice. nice to come home to. But, and, and it's been, I, I think the, the community thing has also kind of, I think it's pushed us together. I think it's pushed us apart. Um, but it's been a really interesting journey this year. I think leaning on those things, like going back to what you yeah. said earlier about doing zooms with different people and, um, talking to people. I think we've, I've leaned on a lot more people and we've started to build a little community here in Connecticut that really helps each other. Yeah. Um, so that's been nice too in meeting like, some of these people. Even right now, just like seeing you and talking to you, it's just like, oh, how nice to yeah. see you. Because normally yeah. like we'd see each other in San Diego and we didn't yeah. have that. So right. it's just like, yeah. And again, you sort of feel like, like, well, why don't we talk more? Yeah. You know, like we always enjoy each other's company. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. I had this whole thing with um, Jason uh, Pogosol, um yeah when this all started, like we had planned to do a podcast and then everything kind of shut down and we did it. And it was kind of one of these weird things. And we text once in a while, but it's, it's one of these things where it's like, it just, I don't know. We always, everybody says that everybody's like, Oh no, we had such a great time. We should just do this. And it's like, no, this is, this is adulthood. (laughs) This is just where we are. But it's, I mean, I think it's still not, I think it's, I think it helps to, um, to hear from me to hear, well, you've got a backlog of stuff that you haven't gotten to yet, um, that you want to get out, um, or hearing from other people that are like, okay, well, I want to try to do this. Um, or I want to try to do that. Um, because I've always felt like what we do is a lot of in a vacuum. Like we Mm -hmm. can see the metrics, right? We can see some of the interactions, whether it's a message board or whatever, but we don't have that one-on-one interaction or that group interaction like in a place because yep. everything's so spread out that the conventions were always a moment for me to kind of um, recharge and like feel yep. like I was actually doing something of value um, and, I, and I missed that this year but thankfully I've had some opportunities to be able to kind of recreate that in some ways Right, <laughs> the excitement yeah, yeah. for it so um, so what are you excited about this year what really got you were you really happy? Like what really stood out? Not so much a top 10 or a top toy, but like anything really stick out to you that was good? Uh, So like, I mean, Mandalorian season two for me was just everything that I've wanted from Star Wars. Season one was to some degree too. Uh, I really did love season one uh, because for me, it's sort of like, you know, when you'd see the prequels and stuff like that, and they just keep reinventing new ships and new aliens and stuff, it's like, well, I want to know more about, like, Jawa culture. I want to know, what's the deal with Tusken Raiders? Like, yeah. And, like, we're getting all of that now, and it's just been so exciting and invigorating. So any, you know, all that stuff they announced, I'm like, bring it on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch every single one of those. I, I, I can't wait uh, just to, to dive deeper in that. It's It's been so nice not being disappointed by star wars mm-hmm. i mean uh, you yeah, know I, no, I, I get it i, I like most of the sequels enough uh but i mean this has really just like i want it all i want every weird alien droid i want that like that weird r2 unit that you know 
rode them through the lava in the last mm-hmm. episode of season one. Like I just say, I want all that. So, and, and I want it in every different scale. I want it in three and three quarter inch. I want it in retro. I want it in star Wars black. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's just, a nice feeling. It really is. Yeah. I miss that. And you're right. It did. When I watched the finale, um, I wanted to post a picture and I couldn't post it because it would have just ruined it for everybody. Right, but I was yeah. so excited that I'm like, I need to talk. It was like seven in the morning. I'm like, I need to talk to somebody. Nobody's watched it. These people are either at work or they're on the West Coast and they haven't watched it. And I'm sitting there like this in my bedroom, just watching yeah. it with this on going, I want to post this picture. I want to post this picture. And I can't because everybody will figure out why I put this one on. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where um, – no, it's nice. It's a nice. It is. It's nice to be. I remember the feeling of. Um, did you ever watch the the movie Fanboys? Yes. Uh huh. Um, we had a very like it really captured what we were going through because we sat out. It was the first movie I sat out for tickets for. Yeah. First time in my life I ever got sunburned. Because <laughs> <laughs> nine hours in the sun in a lawn chair in front of a movie theater. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I miss that excitement for it. So yeah, no, it's it's been nice. I I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what what else. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm curious to see where uh, you know McFarlane and Spinmaster go with with the DC stuff. Uh, you know, always you know what Hasbro's doing with Marvel Legends right now. Like they're starting to really tick off some of my top 10 most wanted guys. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted Nimrod mm-hmm. really wanted arcade, you know, things I never thought I'd be getting. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're coming out now. So it's like, that's, that's exciting to see. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, I don't know, it's, but also I'm still kind of looking back and, and trying to patch up the holes of stuff that either I didn't pick up or, or stuff that, you know, got away from me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Okay. I have one last question cause I've always wanted right. to ask you this and I don't think I've ever asked it. <laughs> okay. Why Aquaman? Ah, I'm just curious so, because I found myself doing it recently to do yeah. it with a different character. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, this is going to look like Dan's shelf soon. Like this is, <laughs> this is getting, this is getting out of control. So I'm just curious, like what, what drew you to him? So Two, two toy rooms ago back you know when i've when my 17 year old was still like an infant she's uh, 17 now she's 17 yeah jesus she's a senior in high school God. yeah okay yep yeah <laughs> uh i had like a shelf that was just all spider-man and i had another one that was all superman i just i love those and you know i've always loved the superpowers collection we've mm-hmm. talked about that before and on ebay i managed to get the original artwork for the mini comic uh, that came with Aquaman, Mm -hmm. the cover. Uh, And then I had that framed with a carded superpowers, Aquaman, Mm -hmm. the separate mini comic, and then the artwork. And I had the, the like matte was in the colors, you know, the blue, Mm -hmm. red, and yellow, and it was in a yellow frame. And so that was just kind of like a, a centerpiece. And I was like, Oh, well I should, it, and it was above like an empty shelf. And I was like, I should just pull a few more Aquaman and put it there. <laughs> and that's just, that's how it started. Like okay. literally just that thing. And now it's, and, and it was also with the idea of it's so intimidating to get every Superman. It's so intimidating to get every Spider-Man, but how many Aquaman can there be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you found out, out there's a turns lot. Out there's, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. So they made a movie. <laughs> they actually made yeah. the movie. Yeah, so, so I'm still still chasing some, and I and I try to only do like the classic costume, but mm-hmm. uh, or or at least things in those col- in that color scheme, right? Uh, but yeah, that's that's why that's why Aquaman. I was just curious. Yeah, no, I yeah. I started doing that, and I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is gonna this is gonna happen soon. Like this is who's who's your guy? What's your character? Nightwing. Oh, okay, Nightwing. Well, d- actually, well, yeah, it's Dick Grayson in in any yeah. form. So it's whether it's okay. Robin or whatever. Because the first remember when they used to put books on tape. With oh, the little sure. kids, yeah, like yeah. read along. Absolutely. I learned how to read to Dick Grayson's origin. Like there's oh, a book awesome. on tape with, I still have it. And that's the crazy part. I still have it. Yeah. Um, 
and uh and so ever since then it's it's been a little bit of an obsession but yeah i i started doing that it's my my biggest my biggest ebay faux pas i wasn't i didn't i don't think i've ever told this um i didn't really know how ebay worked <laughs> yes my first auction and so somebody and they they didn't make nightwing figures in the 90s and so I was really excited because I found somebody that made a Nightwing figure in the Total Justice line. They used, I forget who they used. I want to say they used Green Arrow okay. with a different head. Um, like Green Arrow's body with like a Robin head. And so they painted him or whatever. And I remember really getting excited like, oh, I'm going to win. It's like an auction. I'm going to bid. I'm going to bid. And then when it, all the dust settled, I was I was in college and I looked at the screen and I was like, Oh shoot! That's two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> Whoa! Gulp. Yeah, and I had to figure out like how to and but back then like you you had a grace period because like yeah. you had to go to the post office and get a money order and yeah, send yeah, yeah. it to the guy. So like there was like this. It wasn't as fast. It wasn't as instant. So I had a little bit of time to pull the money together, but. I still have it because I will never That's get rid of say, it. That was yeah. my next question. Do you still have that custom? I still have it. It's in a case because, <laughs> and it's really bad. It's not a good custom. <laughs> but I learned how to stop yourself yes. with that one. Um, Dan, thank you so much. It's been great to kind of catch up and, and see you because we didn't get it to really see It really has. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, so yeah, so actionfigureinsider.com is the main website. And then we are action figure insider at, uh, just at action figure insider on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter, even though I don't interact very much, we're AF insider. Cool. Thank you so much. Have a good, uh, well, I'll say have a good new year, but this is airing later. So yeah. Happy anniversary, 15 years. Thank you. As someone who has also done it that long, it's not nothing. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to realize it that. It is a great achievement. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed following your site and always enjoy catching up with you. So congratulations. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You bet. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!